It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is episode nine, and we are talking money in the bank. We've also got a great interview with Alan. And steal. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Wait a minute. I'm on my Pete Prince's phone, live with Colonel Tom Parker, Memphis, Tennessee. Elvis is on Elvis is on the line. They're waiting to hear from him. They're waiting to see me. They got all their children around the TV. Colonel Tom Parker told me in just a few minutes, see him, see him here. He told me, he said, Big Dust coming to Memphis. Jerry Lawler wants some of you. You want some of Jerry Lawler? This this world title thing going to be straightened out. I'm the number one contender for the title. I'm the prettiest athlete in the world. I'm the greatest. I am the best. I'm the man of the hour. Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. I pick up this phone this morning. When it rang, I said, long distance information. Give me Memphis, Tennessee. Help me find a party. Try to get in touch with me. She did not leave a number. I know who to call. Elvis called me there. Elvis said, I'm going to pick you up in your limousine. I want you there driving in styling class. And your smiling face and a lot of grace. The thing is, Jerry Lawler going to feel the power of the dream. Going to see the dream get down in Boogie like nobody ever seen in Boogie. Memphis, Tennessee going to be my home, my house. All the black. And all the white, and all the green, all the yellow, and all the races, creeds, and color going to flow in that building. Going to see me because I got something special for him. If he wants to match, I got my road shuffle. I'm going to put it on him. I'm so quick. I'm going to sting him, knock him down, beat him down. Jerry Lawler is not quick enough to stay with a dream. And better than that, I might even be there early with 17 dancing go-go bears. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I am Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. On tonight's show, we have an awesome interview with all that Alan Steele. Going to talk about his long career here in Memphis wrestling. But before we get there, let's talk a little money in the bank ladder match. We're going to give our predictions, maybe talk a little bit about the card. Um we got our card right up here. We got a tag team match. Uh, the New Day versus Primetime Prime players. players. Primetime players have been stepping up their game lately. I've really been impressed with some of the stuff they're doing right now. I'm glad they've been plugged back into the tag team scene because, I mean, you know, they were built as a tag team, built as a tag team, yeah. built as a tag team, and, you know, they need to be plugged back into the tag team scene. Yep. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love Darren Young's finisher. 
that I don't know. It's like a go to sleep, but I think you're they, causing the dude to blower. crap himself. Lung blower, I think, is what it's called. Is it? That's I think that, that's a badass finisher and it looks good. But it's good to see two tag teams that are, you know, what were all these guys doing a year ago? Yeah, <laughs> they weren't in the tag team title picture, and hopefully, this is a chance to build up um, the tag team division even more. That I think they've been doing a lot better job building up some of these tag teams, and. The New Day is the perfect example of it. They they wanted to come in and be this uh, choir motivational mo- speaker yeah. slash yeah. And w- what they found out was like people think we're annoying. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? That That's makes great. That makes <laughs> that makes the best type of heel. Exactly. And now you're getting New Day sucks chance, and you know they're doing the clap. I mean everything is working out to where the New Day are on top of the tag team division just by. Doing the gimmick they were given, mm-hmm. but then taking it even further once they realize, like, oh man, we can strike heel gold here. We're getting heat. Oh yeah. So predictions on the match, Mike. Who you got to win? New Day has to keep them. I I I don't know. You know that's it's a tough one. You know, I mean, um, I literally think you know, I would like to think as uh you know I take advantage of the pun that it is a new day in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, with uh, Ryback being giving the Intercontinental title lately, you know, and uh, seeing how he runs with that, you know, maybe they might be eyeballing primetime players. But, you know, still, I think it deserves a little bit more of a buildup than like a one-night pay-per-view match or whatever if somebody's going to take the titles off of them. Right. So with that, I would have to give the win to New Day on this one. I'm going New Day as well. I mean, it doesn't make sense right now to take the tag team titles off of them because they're red-hot heels right now. Yeah. They're getting really good heat. No point in taking that away. You know, I'm sure it's going to be some dusty finish, which I have no problem with with this match. Right. Because New Days are heels. Heels cheat to win. Exactly. Right? Right. It's what makes the money. Next match, we've got, you know, these guys actually have surprising chemistry. Ryback versus the Big Show for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have the same head. You can pretty much agree. tell on the WWE homepage. <laughs> 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 uh, we could pretty much change the beard on uh, Big Show's face and turn him into Ryback. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. Yeah, pretty dang close. But uh, I. Ryback, I, I really like him in the role he's been in now. Kind of ever since he's really come back from that bad injury he had, and he read that book he keeps promoting called The Secret. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a better outlook on life. He's just he's better as a face. Yeah, he, he doesn't work as a heel. Yeah, he need, he needs to be. He's he's on the kind of like John Cena, where you know kids are gonna love him because he just looks the part. Right, I and mean, he's a pretty big dude. Yeah, pretty cut <laughs> until you see him standing next to Big Show. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, anybody uh, next to Big Show looks yeah. like a child. But yeah. it's it's just ridiculous. I stood next them. to Big Show when I was a child. <laughs> 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 but uh, Mike, well, actually, Dan, you start. Okay. Um, this is to put Ryback on the map. Ryback needs a win as the Intercontinental Champion. So this needs a this needs to be as a proven uh, title win. He needs to prove himself as a champion. What better way to do it? Yeah, and you know, I think Big Show's smart enough 
to know that this is a match where he needs to make Ryback look good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and he, I, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would be vindictive or anything towards that because I know he. How much time does he have left? Yeah. Real. So he, he gets slower and slower every time you see him. Yep. Yep. I'm going to take Ryback as well, Mike. Yeah, yeah Ryback's got to keep I mean, it. It's, they, it's <laughs> for nothing else other than it'd be stupid to take him off of him. Now. Right. Yeah, I mean, what what what, is, what does the Big Show need the Intercontinental Title for? Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's flossing his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even fit that around his arm. <laughs> Next match. Now this is going to be this match could be surprisingly great. Paige versus Nikki Bella for the Divas Title. Paige right now, she. She's been cutting some good promos. Mm-hmm. Um, she cut a promo on SmackDown a couple weeks ago that was just downright awesome. Man, it's her time now, and who knows? This could be it for her. This could be another. This could be a big win for her. Yeah, that's, I'm going to take Paige in the match. I don't know. the The Bellas have surprised me lately. Really? Well, golly. And what did we say last week? You know, <laughs> they're going to keep that strap on her until she takes AJ Lee's record. I shouldn't. Oh, I'm so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can take it back. You can. No, I've already said it, it now. It's already recorded. It. I guess I could edit it, and I I will take <laughs> Nikki Bella. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> really, I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> you know. Oh, and I was watching NXT this week while we're on the subject of divas, and I cha- you know how I said I would like to see Bailey called up. Mm-hmm. That's changed for me. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. She is awesome. She's a she's a very she's a mat general. Yeah, she's not a high flyer. She's not powerhouse or anything. She is just a ring general. Mm-hmm. Submissions. I, I, I really like everything she brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look at look at the psychology and calling people up to the main roster. Though, the first thing to go is their mat skills. You know, <laughs> the first thing they take away from them is their mat skills. Right. So you know <coughs> that being said. You know, Bailey's still a perfect pick for me, for the one that needs to go to the main roster and do the, you know, like you, like you said, your wild, wild wacky, inflatable man, you know, <laughs> entrance <laughs> and the, you know, passing the bands out to the girls on the way to the ring and everything. That needs that kind of that kind of entertainment needs to be on the main roster. Yep, and I can so agree to that, that. That character needs to go to as, the main roster. As far as a worker goes, I think Becky Lynch, yeah, should be up there itself. I wish they would have done more with Emma. Well, I've always liked Emma. Dude, I watched NXT this week. Complete change of character for her, and it's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, now that she she's... had um she had a match with blue pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this blue pants chick, this is <laughs> it is hilarious. Like her theme music is some guy singing the Price is Right music. That's her music, and people love it. They she got a she got a blue pants chant, and she got a happy birthday chant. That's how in touch. This NXT crowd is yeah. with the wrestlers. They oh, yeah. they were doing a happy birthday chant, and Emma t- as a heel was like, "How's your birthday now?" After she was kicking the crap out of her, and after the match, she's like, "Happy birthday!" And I was like, "Man, she's Emma's clicking as a heel." I've and, always liked Emma. It, it was sad to you know, it was great seeing her brought up to the main roster, and then they just didn't do anything with her. Well, yeah, they put her with Santino, and how far is that going to go? Well, she had honestly. to disappear after that shoplifting. Oh well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You know, like wait, wait, no, well, you, we don't, we don't have her on the main <laughs> roster never anymore. Mind. Never mind. She, she's not uh, here. She's not here. Who? Emma? Who? <laughs> funny, funny side story. Um, I think Raw was coming to Memphis, and Emma um, put out a tweet 
And she said, all right, Memphis, where can I go to get some of the best barbecue? So me being a connoisseur of barbecue, as my stomach mm-hmm. can, ch- can tell you, um, I told her, check out Central Barbecue mm-hmm. on Central Avenue, best barbecue joint in Memphis. She sent a tr- tweet out with a picture of her holding a nice jumbo Central From Barbecue Central sandwich. Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I wish I, I should have gone to that Central and be like, I got you here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buy me a sandwich. <laughs> and then sign it. Then sign it, yeah. Sign my sandwich. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Money in the Bank. Who do you guys have winning this match? I think Nikki's still keeping it. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, the right a smart person would say Nikki. A dumbass like me would say Paige. Because I just want to see it so bad. Yeah, I want to see Paige win. I'd love to see it, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. Hopefully we'll be surprised, but yeah, it's not. Nope. Yeah. I mean, that's what that we're running into where, you know, there's so many pay-per-views now, you know, every two weeks there's a pay-per-view. Yeah. So it's like, is there a title change at the pay-per-view? No. (laughs) How sad is that? You know? Uh, No, they've got to keep it on Nikki because they got to build a program. You know, What's, I would. It's just, it's just sad to me. That's like I'm sitting here predicting that there's not going to be a title change at the pay per view. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a freaking title change every every so often on Raw because they, you know, yeah, back in the Attitude that. Era, they yeah. That's I gone mean, away. I know they want you to pay to see that stuff, but every so often a swerve like a cash in or something. That's the. I guess that's the only way you'd see a title change on Raw. You're not well, going to see. They can do it match. now since they keep giving away the network for free every <laughs> month. I mean, <laughs> seriously, why am I paying ten dollars? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You need to start getting yourself about eight hundred email addresses. Just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll just create a new email address every time and get the free month. Jeez. All right, next up uh, is that King Barrett versus R Truth. Yeah, it's on the like, that's on the, the pre show. Is, is it the pre show? Uh, it's a pre show. Yeah. Uh, there's no way R Truth wins this match. There's just no way. I don't know. They, these characters are doing a lot on TV. He's been. Did, a, did you see him? Did you see him on Raw? Yeah, when Kane told him you're not in this match, uh, yeah, he looked confused. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Did you see? Are the- you sure? <laughs> 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 did you see? My bad. Did you see the backstage interview no. where he was yelling at the ladder? <laughs> he's like, no. he was like, uh, you know, it, I think the the uh, internet interview guy was, uh, he was saying something about, you know, uh, but you're you're afraid of ladders, you know? He's like, I'm not afraid of ladders. And there's like, there's like a twenty foot ladder in the background laying on its side, <laughs> and he goes over to the ladder and starts going, "What's up? What's up? Yeah, you ain't got nothing." You know, he goes, "See, I ain't afraid of no ladder." <laughs> I wish he would go back to. I, to, I wish he'd bring back little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. Uh, there was, you know, when he was going through that whole "how crazy is our truth" thing, and like when he came out in the un, the uh, Confederate soldier's uniform. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> I, I watched TV and my mouth dropped. Like they are seriously just making our truth as crazy as possible. And he didn't have entrance music either. No. So yeah. he was just walking out there with, and he had the sword and everything. I'm like. Holy shit, our truth is holding a sword. <laughs> this is this can't be <laughs> I've always liked him. He's always been entertaining. Mm-hmm. But these the past couple of years has been more entertaining. I didn't like him when he would just come out and rap. Yeah, but now he's just he's well pretty much always now. He, he's been just a glorified mid-carter. Yeah. 
Yeah. How many people can say they inhaled a cigarette live on Raw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, you know, Big Show had that angle for a while when he was in WCW, mm-hmm. and he had a match and he was smoking a cigarette because you know Sting cut up sending a promo. Better start smoking those cigarettes. Yeah. And in a match, he was smoking a cigarette. And I don't remember who he was wrestling, but the dude knocked the cigarette out of his hands. A big show beat his ass <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. It, me and my cousin, we laughed a lot about that. Oh, my God. But uh, Barrett, you know, he's doing the whole King thing. Uh, I think the easy choice is Wade Barrett. It's more than likely Barrett. I wish they'd go back to letting him. But he won King of the Rings, so why is he on the pre-show? Well... Why were the tag team titles defended on at WrestleMania on a pre-show? Barrett won King of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Wait, there was a King of the Ring tournament this year? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, we didn't find out about it until the finals and then all the, you know, all the crap after that, you know. It was like, "What? Wait, what? Yeah. There's a tournament? I didn't know there was a tournament." Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, this right. this was a this is a rushed character, rushed angle. I wish whatever, he'd go back so. to Bad News Barrett. I liked I liked his promos he would cut. No, oh, yeah. But who do y'all have taken the match? I got Barrett. 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 He's yeah, got yeah, two. Yeah. Kevin Owens versus John Cena. Another chance for these two guys to steal the card. <laughs> to steal the show. Daniel, it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we won't see as many false finishes and kickouts. I want to see it just a definitive. If they're going to put Owens over, man, put him over Brock style. Yeah. You know, let him just yeah. beat ass. And, and Cena's gotten better. I say Cena's gotten better, but I, I don't know the other way to say it. He's putting over the younger guys now. Right. I think he's starting to realize, like, yeah, time to start getting these guys ready. Yeah. And Kevin the thing Owens. is, Owens isn't that young. He's just the newer guy. Right, right, right. New-ish. <laughs> and, you know, Kevin Owens is going to have a hell of a week next week because, you know, he's wrestling John Cena Monday or Sunday night at Money in the Bank. You know he's going to appear on Raw. Oh, yeah. Wednesday night on NXT. Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. They announced that this past week. Oh, so it's going to happen that quick. Yeah, they, that is how they, William Regal announced it at the end of <laughs> NXT. Now, who in their right mind a couple years ago something's going to happen to where that wouldn't that's not going to take place. There's no way they would put that on that quick. And it's not no even way. one of their like you know big shows or pay per views or whatever. Yeah, uh, there's no way they. I'm put just that telling on you what quick. was announced. Uh, I I I try not to read the NXT spoilers because NXT is such an awesome show. Right. That, it, it, but at the end of the last week's episode, they said Samoa Joe versus Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens. Now, who in the right two years ago, if I told you, hey man, Samoa Joe and and Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen. They're going to be meeting in a WWE ring. You would have called me crazy. I would have called oh, you yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and now we get to see it, and you know there'll probably be some kibosh in it. Somebody crazier than our truth wearing a Confederate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But going back to this match, you know they had an incredible match last time. Incredible. Hopefully there'll be a little more selling. Yeah, right. <laughs> selling in the WWE, right? <laughs> I know, yeah, but whatever. And maybe we won't see a stupid ass springboard stunner. That'd be nice, but no, you're gonna see two of them now. <laughs> and Kevin Owens will kick out of both of them. <laughs> yep, yeah. and it won't make a damn bit of sense. And you know, it's like Greg uh, Golden Boy said last springboard week: springboard rock bottom or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Golden Boy said last week: he missed that awesome looking moonsault, but nailed a swanton, and it should have been vice versa. Right. Yeah, yeah, and. 
that's that's the smarts of a guy that's been in the business for a while. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the I think I think Mike kind of hit the nail on the head. He's like, Kevin Owens is not not the youngest guy, you know. So I mean, are they just gonna you know? totally blow everything out that he can do, you know, in the first year he's in the in, well, well, let's in hope the WWE. Not, he then, brought a lot of offense in that last match. Yeah. Almost you know. a little too much. But see, you know, now they're probably going to play the angle where, you know, Cena knows what to expect. Oh, yeah. You know, and he put him over in the last pay-per-view. I put Cena, I'm going to say Cena gets him on this one. I'm, I don't know on this one, really. I, you know, Smart bet would be Cena. You know, they're going to alternate wins and losses. Yeah. But I really think that they need to have Owens win this. Like, they've got to show some sort of, you know, a new dominant force coming in on Raw that's, you know, a threat even to Super Cena. Yeah. So I, I'm picking Owens again. I'm I'm with you, Mike. I'm going Kevin Owens. And this isn't for a title or anything. This no, just, no. This is just yeah, a grudge match. Just a grudge match. Just a grudge match. Yep, and it's, I think I think it's going to tear the house down just like the last one did. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? Money the, the, the the match on Raw this week that Owens had against Neville was a really great match too. He well, of course, he pulled out some other like new moves that you know we haven't seen in WWE before on Neville, and it was a good back and forth match. So, uh, I, you I know, know, speaking of that, I watched the Samoa Joe match on NXT. And he did the muscle buster. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked that, that they would the, allow like, that, that move. That's the pick on WWE.com right now of him. Yeah, yeah. I can. I'm shocked that they're letting him use that move. Maybe they changed a little bit to where he's falling back more. Well, and that I, is the move that Tyson Kidd got injured in. Was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, enjoy it. if you saw that NXT match. Enjoy it because it may be the last time you get to see <laughs> that move. Yeah, really. <laughs> but I was really impressed with Joe. I'm not, I know a lot of other people weren't, but he cut a good promo after the match, and. We are going to move on. Let's see. We should be at the, the, the Money, Money in the, in the bank. bank actual match. Right. Um, Mike, who's all in it? All right. We're showing Neville, Sheamus, Orton, Reigns, Kane, Ziggler, and Kofi. There's a lot of ways they can go with this match. The, the way they've been building it, though. I mean, making Roman Reigns have to fight his way to get in. It, I mean, they're... I'm going with Reigns, and I'm even going to go a step further. Not save it if it involves anything else other than this match. I don't okay. want to hear it right now. Save right. it. Sure. Save it. Cause I'm, sure. Sure. Because I think we're actually thinking the same way. Wait, Mike B. <laughs> Why are we whispering um, on a podcast? But you know, <laughs> there are actually some swerves they could take here. Uh, you know, Kane, man. Kane winning it and maybe pissing off the authority to cash in on Rollins, you know. That'd be smart. What if like somebody like Kofi Kingston won it? How sh- I, my jaw? I think my jaw would literally hit the floor if Kofi and Kingston. New Day has three titles. It, yeah, if, oh. if New Day came in, and <laughs> I think if New Day sh- like the other two show up, you know, during that match, uh, there's a good chance it could happen. That'd be, yeah, an, inter- that'd be an interesting swerve. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Uh, no Nobody one would predict. No one would see. No. Uh, you, you, that guy that um, was shocked when Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> if he's in the crowd, he's going to show up again. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just because. Kofi won. Uh, that dude is that and that the, the Miz girl. The Miz girl is going <laughs> to show up again. <laughs> they need to sit next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's man. so much uh, emotion in those 
two people's faces. Uh, I, I think the the sleeper pick would be Sheamus, though, because they they were pushing him like he was strong when he came back, and then they've kind of forgotten about him all over again. Right. Of course, what I'd love to see happen would be Ziggler. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd yeah. love to see it go to Ziggler. You know. I would like Adrian to see, Neville is in there that's just who, to pull some kind of crazy spot off. That's who I'd like and to that, see win it. I think that's pretty much why Kofi's in there too. Yeah. Well, here's my thoughts. Like, let's say Neville wins it. He's got a whole year to cash that in. He doesn't have to do it instantly. They can build him up. They get a whole year of him holding that contract. Right. Mm-hmm. And that would be a good build. Is it going to happen? No, it's not because Roman Reigns is going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, Neville's not going to win it because he's, he's not – it's mainly because of his size, probably. Right. You know, Vince isn't doesn't see him as the Rey Mysterio and going to get behind him and giving him a title, you know, yet. Yeah. Dude, it's cut, though, man. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> solid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm taking Roman Reigns. Dan, you take Roman Reigns? I'm taking Roman. I'm Mike? taking Reigns. Yeah, we're, we're all smart guys. That, that's what they're all pushing us to, to believe. So does that... Hopefully, there's a swerve. So that leaves one match left, right? Yes. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. In a ladder match, in a ladder match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. If, if Cena and Owens don't steal the show, it's because these guys did. Yeah, this has a chance to be up there in the same realm as Shawn Michaels and Ro- Razor Ramon at WrestleMania in a ladder match, or is it SummerSlam? That no, was WrestleMania. WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania. So, so WrestleMania ten. Sometimes the brain just doesn't work. Anyway, Although they probably did wrestle again at SummerSlam. Uh, what they've been doing, the, the stuff with Ambrose they did in the French Quarter, some of that was pretty funny. Yeah. Other times, it's like, okay, Ambrose, you can only get a title by stealing it, but it was I, mean, I still got some chuckles out of it. Oh, yeah. 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 And Rollins is, if 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 Ziggler's not the best worker right now in the WWE, Rollins is. I completely agree with that. Yeah. And he's, he's thrived <clears throat> in this position they put him in ever since they moved him up or ever since they broke him off with the shield. I mean, I always, I seriously thought Ambrose was going to be the guy whenever they broke up the shield oh, yeah. to get the push to the to freaking Jupiter. Rollins was always the third pick when they were in the shield. You know, it was Reigns was was the big guy. You figured he was going to be the one to break out, but Ambrose was going to be the the one to turn heel and, you know, break up the shield basically. And yeah. then Rollins was just going to be left off. I mean, he was going to be like the like from the Wyatt family, he was going to be the the Eric Rowan. Just yeah, he's just Man, the other guy. I, well, since, since you said that, I love what they're doing with Rowan and Harper right now. I just want that to be known. There's three <laughs> D. Bully, Bully Ray I, doesn't seem to like it. Bully well, Ray don't like it. I think it's, Bully Ray would disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't. They would not have those guys do that move if it weren't. To, it, it's either to a piss off the Dudleys or it's to incite something in them right. to bring them back. Yeah, they're not going to just randomly say do the dud three Ds because you need to finish a team finisher. Right. Yeah. I'm. Hey, fingers are crossed. Oh man, that'd be, <laughs> I think a program with those guys would be great. Back to this main event. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this because I think the way they ended um, elimination chamber was to see how the crowd would react with Ambrose, and the yeah. reaction was really good. The reaction oh, yeah. extremely was awesome. good. That was and, an awesome crowd reaction. So, I'm going to... I think me and Dan, I really think we're on the same line here. Yeah. I think Ambrose is going to win. I think, in some way, shape, or form, Rollins pulls it out. 
But well, hold that thought. Let's well, get when my, can I? You said hold, hold on. I just want. I just, hold on. I want Mike's prediction on who we, who who we win. I know we're on the same what page the right hell? now. I just want Mike's prediction to win. It was my turn. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as Mike gives his prediction on the winner, we can go into the scenario. Okay, okay. I, I okay. won't even, okay. I won't okay. even talk about it. Uh, Rollins. Okay, Dan. What? <laughs> Get out of the corner. You can talk now. Damn it! <laughs> no, um, I think some way, shape, or form, Rollins pulls it out, but <coughs> Reigns comes right back in and exacts revenge for WrestleMania. Cashes in, takes the title from him right then and there. Well, see, I knew we were on the same page, mm-hmm. but I think Ambrose is going to win, and he is going. And while he's celebrating, and the crowd is going crazy, Roman Reigns comes down. Can you imagine the heat he would get after cashing in and taking the belt from Ambrose, who just won the damn thing legit? Can you imagine? The triple threat match that's going to happen oh, at yeah. the next pay per view after. <laughs> well, what's the next pay per view after this one? I think it's going to come on like three hours after it. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. That that <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's not. What Summer time Slam. is it? <laughs> much, it's not SummerSlam, is it? The SummerSlam's not going to no, happen no. necessarily. So they're probably going to have a couple mid card shows. Man, no, it's, SummerSlam is always August. So there'll be at least one more. Well, if they do one every other week, there'll be about four. Well, they haven't announced one for two weeks from now yet. Not yet, I'm sure. (laughs) It will be that that night. (laughs) They're going to call Bruno in about five hours from now. uh, You need to be in uh, Pensacola, Florida in two weeks on a Sunday. It'll be Battleground next month. Mm. Battleground. Battleground, yay. What's the one after that? That's SummerSlam. That's SummerSlam. Yeah. Okay, so you got you, you're building towards yeah. SummerSlam. And July nineteenth. We've, we've heard rumors that Lesnar's coming back to face the title holder at <clears throat> SummerSlam. So that's Lesnar, why I'm Lesnar thinking, reigns. No, that's why I'm thinking Rollins still has it. I just don't see him. I I see. I could seriously see Roman Reigns walking out of this pay per view with the belt. And it, I could. No, too. I, I can see that. But I don't see Ambrose winning. See, I, I, all the the main reason I don't see Ambrose winning is because he's had the title, you know, with him physically had the title with him. They could they could build it up for next year, and put put Ambrose in the main event next year. Yeah, because they know they've got a sure thing now. Well, yeah, but People then like, that's that's a lot of dead time to have nothing for him to do. That's true, and. You know, if, if that pop that he got when he won the belt is any indication, man, the fans would love to see him as champion, and the fans are going to hate to see Roman Reigns come in, spear his best friend, the, his beer buddy, whatever you want to call him these days. They are going to, he will get massive nuclear heat if he does that right after Ambrose wins. Just imagine, like, he comes out and celebrates him. And he's and he, and I, he, I could definitely see that now because that's you know we talked about this off the air. Uh, Ambrose and uh, Reigns been way too buddy buddy lately. Mm-hmm. Way too buddy yeah, buddy. Yeah. Way too buddy buddy lately. <laughs> Get buddy buddy with somebody like that on a pro wrestling show. Something's gonna happen quick. <laughs> well, that's our um, barbershop window. <laughs> <laughs> that is our money in the bank predictions. Um, Meant to talk about this at the start of the show, but we kind of dove right in. Uh, today in the wrestling world, if you've ever watched pro wrestling in your life, you uh, even if you're from a young age like us, 
you were a fan of Dusty Rhodes. I mean, he was everything that, you know, we wanted our fathers to be. Just a, you know, he he was a blue collar guy. He was for the blue collar fans. Blue collar character, blue collar, you know, talking guy, you know, down to earth guy, you know, tough, 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 tough as nails. Yep. But it, it's so sad to hear that Dusty Rhodes passed away today at the age of sixty nine. Years old. The pro you we played one of his promos at the beginning as we came in. That I was love a promo. That. that was hilarious. That was a promo he cut on Jerry awesome. Lawler in Memphis. I think that was on either Fox or Channel Five. That and would have made me go to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 wrestled in NWA, wrestled in Memphis, WWE, WCW. He had, he has done it all, and it, it's so sad. Just because it was sudden, uh, from what I read, he took a fall. Yeah, I think uh, I think TMZ reported he took a fall of some kind, and uh, it was five o'clock uh, Wednesday morning when he took the fall, or when the uh, when the medical authorities were actually called to his house to pick him up, and uh, he just his uh, health deteriorated through the yeah. night, and he said something about away. his kidneys were shutting down. And yeah, so, so, so sad. Yeah. Um, but you know, many, many, so many people on Twitter from NXT, former guys from NXT, Alan Steele, former who we're WWE, yeah, uh, former former WWE guys. Um, I think I saw something from Brodus Clay. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a video from Brodus Clay talking about uh, Dusty Rhodes and how much he was a father figure to him. Um, I mean, just and uh, he was probably one of the I would say top five mic workers. What top five promo guy? Oh, no, absolutely, easily, easily. Uh, top three, maybe. Yeah, top. I mean, some. The, you know, when he always talked, to, I'm the son of a plumber, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, so and sad. It, it's hard. It's. <laughs> I used to look at the. There was an intergender tag, intergender tag match at WrestleMania Seven. It had Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire with Miss Elizabeth. I remember that versus yep. Randy Savage, and. Sensational Sherry. And I used to look at that match and go, there's only one person left alive in that match right now. And now they're all gone. That's crazy. So So, uh, we here at the Oversell Podcast, we send our thoughts and prayers out to um, uh, Dusty Rhodes and his family, Goldust, Stardust, Cody, Dustin, um, and and his kids. And to Terry Runnels, you know, she has kids too. And, you know, that was her. Their that whole family, yeah, and they, 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 as long as he's worked with WWE, WWE is pretty much his extended family. They're, yeah. they're all just one big, yeah, gigantic it, it, family. It was quite amazing to see so, how many people he touched yeah. in NXT. And I'll give you, I'll give you a funny story, so we can end it on a light note, <laughs> <laughs> and we're not all sad, somber and sad here. Um, one of my times backstage. Um, I'm I'm sitting there uh, and I'm watching what's happening on the monitor because that's pretty much what everybody does when they're not wrestling and or when they're you know parts over or whatever they're supposed to go back to the monitor and watch the rest of the show. I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden I hear Dusty Rhodes commentary coming from beside me to the left of me, and I'm like, "What the, is Dust? Did Dusty Rhodes just walk up behind me?" And I look to my left and it's Dustin. It's Gold Dust. And he's doing his dad's voice. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, you know. And he's commentating the match as Dusty Rhodes 
It's hilarious. And he had me cracking up. He was just to the left of me. I know he heard me laughing because he kept going. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there just busting my ass laughing. And just he he just kept going. And it was it was so funny because he was doing his dad's voice to the T. And, you know, and just I feel bad for them. I You know, they're in my prayers. Um, you know, if you've ever been a wrestling fan, Dusty Rhodes – is a name you will never forget. And it's sad to, you know, say that his uh, his le- his life and his legacy stops here. Yeah. All right. Well, that is uh we are going to wrap this up and we're going to get to our interview with all that Alan Steele. All that. Stick around. We will be right back. Let's get him on. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. We are joined by Alan Steele, who's been wrestling for years in the Memphis Territory. Alan, how you doing, bud? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, well, you're wrestling for years. How many years have you been wrestling, Alan? <laughs> um, it is going on, going on 18. 18. Wow. Wow, oh, damn. Which is twelve more than I did. Wow, that's it's really impressive. A um, little bit of somber news in the wrestling world today as we lost a true legend in wrestling that was a mentor to Ric Flair and was a mentor to so many people working in the WWE now with Dusty Rhodes and just really sad. And did you ever get a chance to meet Dusty Allen? Yeah, I've met Dusty several times actually. Uh, uh, some of the times when I went to uh, WWE to do some of the uh, either a tryout or just an extra talent type thing, mm-hmm. uh, he was always super nice. And then he also uh, came to Dyersburg, Tennessee, one time and wrestled against Sir Mo on a on a card. And um, hmm. it was actually at the old Peppermint Pond building. So I mean, that was, that was some years ago, but yeah. he was uh, very cool, very laid back. Um, you know, he had a lot to do, excuse me, with the um, NXT guys. He, he had a whole lot of input and, and direction with that whole uh, promotion mm-hmm. in Florida. Uh, in fact, uh, Killer Nichols speaks very highly of him. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I I actually uh, saw, um, you know, have you seen that E60 thing from ESPN? No, you know, I've been uh, wanting to watch that. Okay. And, uh, well, I'm. <laughs> I actually. I've been telling these guys, uh, and they—I don't think either one of them have watched Not, it. Have you? I watched it this week. You watched it this week. Okay, it good. was amazing. Okay, I'm, yes. I'm still behind. Uh, yeah, and it's it, the full episode is on YouTube, and they've actually got bonus clips of uh, Colin Colin Cassidy and uh, Tyler Breeze on there too, and uh, their bonus clips are about 15 minutes apiece, and just go you know on their journey and stuff. But it it yeah. follows Adam Rose. It follows. Uh, Xavier Woods, uh, and it follows. Uh, oh gosh, who's the other? Uh, uh, I can't even. I remember. can't think of the name. The guys, the the guy who had to turn into announcer because he got so many. Concussions. Oh, um, Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Yeah. And uh, he's the third one in there. And uh, you know, it's just following them and everything. And then uh, you know, Dusty. They go behind the scenes, and uh, you know. Virgil or Dusty or whatever you want to call him, he's actually sitting there at the desk, you know, telling, you know, his opinion of these guys, you know, in front of a whole boardroom full of people. And it's just, you know, it's amazing to see, you know, how many people are sitting around in a circle talking about, you know, whether they should push these guys or not. 
So, but uh, oh, you know, I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to watch it. But uh, no, I, that's definitely on my uh, on my list of things to check out. Because <laughs> I remember when they they were teasing it, you know, like on Facebook and stuff. It was coming, it was coming, and I never quite knew the exact date of the release. But now that it's definitely out, I'm checking out for real. Oh yeah, it's it's on YouTube. It's in okay. it's in full HD. Okay. If you want to pull it up on a TV or something, so it's you what can it like on the ESPN uh, YouTube. Now, I don't know if it's on the ESPN channel or I'm not. But uh, yeah, if you do a search for it, I think it comes up as uh, behind the curtain uh, WWE E60 or something like that, and okay. uh, you can look it up that way. But uh, yeah, and you know it it does it it you know it really pulls the curtain back truly and and shows you know all the people who still have input. You know, I th- I want to say that that was actually filmed probably back in 2010, probably 2012. Well, and it was, the, it was right around because Adam Rose didn't have that gimmick long before he was on Raw. Yeah, um, uh, so it, he's he's had it for two or three years now, though one or two years. Well, maybe. how long ago were you a penguin? That was in October. Yeah, so yeah, we, I, I was a penguin in October, and then I think it, it may have only been a year or two. That's yeah. the title of a book right there. Yeah, <laughs> I was a penguin in October. <laughs> That's it. That's that's that'll be the title of the wrestling book I write. <laughs> there you go. But uh, uh, well, Alan, I know, uh, man, I've, I've talked with you on the road and everything, and I want to, uh, you know, all of the different things that I've heard you say over the years and everything. And uh, you actually started watching wrestling, I believe, wasn't it in like the Kmart Electronics Center when you're. <laughs> Your, uh... That was that was one of my many venues. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, my growing up, my family was real close. So like my mother and uh, my grandmother and my aunt every Saturday would go shopping and would drag us kids with them. Mm-hmm. And so we would go back. It was back when the um, Kmart and the Kroger were like side by side over on Summer Avenue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And. So that was that was their favorite Kmart. So we went to the Kmart every week, and I just told them, you know, uh, starting out at one point it was ten thirty and then eleven. But they knew where to find me because I went to the uh, electronics department and I made the guy over there turn channel five on so I could watch wrestling. And I would sit right in the middle of the floor <laughs> and make people walk around me because I wasn't budging. So I was glued to that TV you know, awesome. early, early on, man. I mean, I think I, you know. I was watching wrestling from birth, it seems like. Yeah, and by by that same token, um, I mean, you know, I think we all had a little bit of, uh, you know, wrestling history in our past or whatever, you know, as we were kids and everything. It's like, as as I, you know, would stay with my grandparents when I was like seven or eight years old, uh, I remember specifically, I think wrestling came on right after the Smurfs, <laughs> and uh, I hated it, you know, and but... What got me into it was one night I just happened to flip on and WWF Saturday Night's main event had taken the place of Saturday Night Live one night. And I caught that and that snagged me. And then I started watching the local stuff. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, that it, it was always funny, though, because uh, my grandfather was the one who always watched Channel 5 Wrestling. And we would always spend the night at my grandparents when my mom was working or my dad was working. And, you know, they didn't have time to watch us or whatever. And we'd always go over to my grandparents and then we'd wake up the next day. Well, 
11 o'clock was shower time because I hated wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, and my my grandmother didn't want me watching it anyway because, you know, but uh, she thought it would be a bad influence on me. And, you know, here I am, 30-something years old, and I've been a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's, you know, it's always funny to, you know, hear how other guys, uh, you know, started watching wrestling or when they started watching wrestling or how they started watching wrestling. There, one oh, of the, yeah. oh, go ahead. I say it's, it's a funny thing that, because uh, I watch, like I said, Channel 5 every week, and then my grandmother and grandfather literally were a street over from Channel 5 Studios. Mm. So I could, I could watch the show, and then I could run and go catch all the wrestlers <laughs> leaving the studio. Oh, nice. Uh, coming out of it. And then one thing, Miss Texas lived in a duplex. Like, it, she was my uh, grandparents' next door neighbor. Oh, and I remember oh, the day wow, I saw wow. her come out of her duplex and we get in a car to go to whatever town it was at night. Mm-hmm. I lost my mind. I go, oh my God, it's Miss <laughs> Texas. Yeah. She's like, so was there a possible chance you saw Eddie Gilbert hit Jerry Lawler with his car? <laughs> I saw that on television. Oh, you no, did? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was not there live for that one, no. I did see it on TV, though. That is my, the the moment I can recollect of first watching wrestling as far back was when Jerry Lawler got hit by a car and I you know, I freaked out and asked my dad, like, Dad, are they going to arrest this guy? He just got hit by a car. Son, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. That was right. a crazy yeah. thing. Eddie Gilbert, to me, there was no other heel like Eddie Gilbert back in the day, man. He, you hated that guy. Oh, yeah. That was, uh... He was one of my favorites, uh, that's for sure, because he, like you said, you, you love to hate the guy. I mean, he was just good at what he did, so he's hard to replace, that's for sure. Yes, it is. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I know um, as far as training goes, you kind of credit Bill Dundee and Sir Mo with your training, don't you? Uh, well, I would say, uh, as bad as I hate to give this other person recognition, but it was Bill Dundee and Derek King. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I, I was watching Channel, Channel 5, and uh, they, when Power Pro first came on the air, and I was 21 years old. Uh, 2021 somewhere in this and I was like man you know what I've been watching this my whole life I want to I want to see if I can do this and so I wrote um, Channel 5 a letter mm-hmm. and asked them if they had a, if Power Pro Wrestling had a school and, and they responded I, I, it was amazing I never thought I'd get a response and I got the letter back like in a week mm-hmm. and um, said that yes they did and Bill Dundee ran the wrestling school and they gave me his contact information so I started blowing his phone up right away and he had me go meet him over there at the uh, studio, mm-hmm. and I talked to him after TV one day, and we made the arrangements, and next thing I know, I'm driving to Jackson, Tennessee every uh, Wednesday night to train in the back of a Taekwondo school, and um, it was uh, it was great, man. I mean, the funny thing is, though, like, that was my third attempt at getting into the wrestling business, because when I, uh, I first wanted to do it, Mm-hmm. I knew a girl who was related to uh, the late Charlie Parks. Okay. And she actually invited me over to his house because he had a ring in the backyard. And my cousin and I went over there because at the time my cousin was all all about becoming a wrestler also. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went over there and uh, played around in the ring just, you know, just trying to see how the guys fell and 
how the ropes felt and you know the first time you're in a ring it's like oh wow this thing is a you know something brand new and yeah so we did that and then that never panned out for whatever reason i don't remember why uh probably i didn't have any money at the time yeah um and then uh i actually bumped into sid vicious at the french riviera spa over on uh, hickory hill Winchester yeah. area yeah and asked him about training me mm-hmm and so I waited and I waited and not knocking Sid or nothing, but man, he just, he just was in no hurry to, you know, get started. So I ended up contacting Power Pro and just got in with that deal. And the funny part about the whole scenario is that um, Sid Vicious had actually contacted uh, Derek King. And yeah. he was like, man, I got this kid who wants to train. So either way you look at it, I was going to be stuck with Derek King if I had to train. <laughs> uh, whether I was paying Bill or I was paying Sid, I was going to be in the ring with Derek. So, yeah. Um, that's probably why we have such a long-standing rivalry and love to hate each other a lot of times ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Derek's a good guy. He really is. But, I mean, it just – he's – his uh, his personality traits at times, uh, I think, uh, you know – don't match don't match up with the rest of the world <laughs> and it you know it he can hit people the wrong way a lot of times you know he had never hit me the wrong way except for maybe once uh when uh we got into an argument and stuff but you know and that's a that's a story for another time but uh you know it's just you know stuff happens in the wrestling business and you know you see the true nature of people you know and you tr- and you see what people think of you know the rest of the world too and uh, right. it's 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 really funny because you know me and me and Bruno talk all the time, and uh, it's we always tell tell each other if you're ever short on assholes, criminals, thieves, drug addicts, or alcoholics, just become a professional wrestler, and you will yeah, have plenty of them in your life in no time. <laughs> don't don't leave out the perverts. The perverts too, yes. <laughs> the perverts too, yes. Man, I'm glad you said it. I got to call Bruno, man. I haven't talked to him in forever. Well, you got his number, don't you? I do. I okay. Do. Well, we'll I, yeah, we'll be be sure you know how to get a hold of him and everything. Just leave a message on him. And, you know, he'll call yeah, you and, back. And whatever, and hopefully so. in the next couple of weeks you'll be able to hear him on the Oversell podcast. I'm working <laughs> on getting him on here too. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that will be an interview that is going to be so much fun because uh, I'm I plan on doing it live at his house and oh, uh, going over there because uh, he wants to drink beer and talk and I'm like, oh, that's going to make everything so much better. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Bruno does doesn't do anything without a few uh, brewskis. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Well, we rather I'd rather if he's going to be drinking, I'd rather he do it at his house anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll have him driving around. Exactly. But uh, let's see. We went we went with your training and everything, and uh, you were let's see. You were part of Power Pro. You were part of. Um, you've been a part of just about every Memphis wrestling incarnation since then, haven't you? I have. Uh, if I if I was born earlier. I would have probably tried to get into the USWA, but mm-hmm. uh, Power Pro was the first one when I when I started training because I made it. I made it on Memphis Television uh, within the first year that I started training, which to me at the time was this major accomplishment. Um, I found out later that it wasn't such a big deal because depending on who's in charge, any any schmuck can <laughs> walk yeah. on TV these days, but. Um, back then it felt like I had really done something because I was working so hard, you know, trying to do better and not screw up in my matches and all that jazz. And, um, but no, yeah, pretty much everything, um, every incarnation I, I've been at least 
around it or when you're on it in some some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And you, let's see, didn't you form, did you form the lifeguard tag team with uh, Dustin Starr? No, no, no. Or was, uh, who was that? I'm sorry. That was Dustin, well, there was a couple. He had a, a partner named Adam Evans, who was this 17-year-old, uh, young guy, 17, big kid for 17 years old. But mm-hmm. uh, he had a really bright future, we thought, and uh, he's up around the Nashville area a lot. Burke Prentice really, uh, uh Lot, took a liking to him and, and, and made a star out of him. I mean, the guy was, uh, for a 17-year-old kid, he was very good. You know, mm-hmm. It was amazing. I was like, man, this, this guy's got you know, so much, such an advantage starting that early. And I don't even know if he wrestles anymore. But, yeah. Um, it was Dustin and him, and then it was also Dustin and uh, Scott Starr, uh, who was around the Hattiesburg area. And they were the lifeguards also. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I think... I think that was the two, and, I, and Simon Reed at one point may have been a lifeguard. I, I can't quite remember for sure mm-hmm. uh, if he, if he did a lifeguard stint or two. But uh, I think yeah, him. I, I think him and Dustin did the Bill Street Posse thing more than they did anything really. Oh yeah, no, they the Bill Street Posse. Uh, that was Dustin and Simon. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, but I, I think if I remember right, he did kind of. I don't know if he just was filling in or whatever, but. I think he may have done a, like one or two matches as a lifeguard, but yeah, that was a then you know I tagged it with Sir Mo as, as all that's violent, but mm-hmm. no, I was I was never the lifeguard. Okay, well that's my bad I then. Swim, <laughs> so I, couldn't, I couldn't play a lifeguard very well. I got you. Well, uh, what uh, what other uh, what other gimmicks did you have, or were you always all that Alan Steele? Uh, I wasn't always all that Alan Steele. I've always been Alan Steele. Okay. I, uh, when I first started. Uh, Oh, God, this is a terrible story. When I first started, <laughs> uh, Samantha, who was building these wife at the time, um, thought that I could pull off the uh, handsome stranger gimmick that Marcus Bagwell used to do back then. Oh, in the yeah. With the passing out the roses with the little Zorro-looking mask on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did when I first started. I was the handsome stranger up around McKenzie, Tennessee, and Jackson, Tennessee, and uh, I'd come out with the roses and stuff. But the, the, the crappy part was, man, any time you would move at all, that mask was shifting, yeah. and it was cutting into my face. Uh. I'd leave, it had blood running down my face after every match. I was <laughs> like, what the hell am I doing, you know? But uh, that was the first thing I did. And then uh, Johnny Dotson and I tagged up, and I was a uh, wild child, Alan Steele. Uh-huh. He was wild thing, Johnny Dotson. And we were the wild side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see, what else have I done? Uh, I've been all that out still for quite some time, which is really cool because um, a fan actually gave me that name. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on Channel 5, I was getting the, used to snot beat out on me every week by, you know, Rikishi and Glenn Colca and McGarity and all these guys who were three times my size. And they were like, well, you know, I, I guess I had finally paid enough dues to where it was going to finally do something with me. And so they were like, you can't just be Alan Steele. we got to come up with something. And, yeah. Uh, uh, a good buddy of mine uh, and Craig came up with the uh, all that gimmick. Uh, kind of him and Brandon Baxter and I stood around just chit-chatting one day at, at TV. And uh, he's like, why, why don't you call yourself something like, you know, uh, it, it wasn't all that. I can't remember what it was because I told him that, that my idea was all that because 
I just wanted I wanted the tagline of all that and then some and all that and a bag of chips and you know, mm-hmm. all that you know just figured that's marketable type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so we just kind of went with it, you know, and uh, so I ended up with with the all that name for forever. And uh, and then like when I wrestle for Wildfire, uh, Kevin likes to call me Real Deal Alan Steele, or mm-hmm. like a kind of like a no gimmicks needed kind of Chris Candido type, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, so I mean that's a at this point I just go by Alan Steele. You can call me whatever the heck you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I saw you guys uh, over that last show at the uh, at Woodland Hills up there, and uh, man, that yeah, was, yeah. y'all put on a great show. You really did. You know, uh, there was one injury that night. We had uh, Redrick Rum, uh, formerly known as Chris Adams. He went down with a knee injury. And uh, I yeah, actually, I heard he messed that up pretty good too. Yeah, did you hear? Did you hear any updates on him or after that? Or I haven't heard anything definite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I remember that night people were just kind of guessing. You know, somebody said he thought he tore his meniscus, yeah. but then if I remember correctly, they said he just really um, strained the hell out of it. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he actually tore anything. Yeah, but he like stretched all kinds of ligaments and stuff. Well, I. I tell you, I saw it happen. Yeah, I tell you, I saw it happen from from above. I was I was standing at the top of the staircase, kind of giving the uh, the music guys cues and stuff on uh, when people were in the ring, and so they didn't right. have to look. And uh, you know, I was uh, I was watching matches while that was happening and everything, and I saw it happen. I saw him go down and and just crumple up like a piece of paper, and I was like, oh, geez. And so yeah, I, you know what's funny? I think that was on the other stairwell because I was I was watching too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the the move that he did it on is just it just shows you how easy it really is to yeah. get hurt. You know. I mean, yeah. And I it, <laughs> Lex uh, Lex was saying, yeah, he, he with the other foot that he didn't land on, he kicked the holy crap out of him. So. <laughs> Right. So I think right. all the weight went one way, and he wasn't expecting it to go that way, and that's what kind of messed him up, I guess. But, yeah. but you know, yeah. it just, it like you said, it just goes to show you anything can happen at any time and really mess you up, you know, for good, really. You know, there's no okay. telling. But have you had any? Have you had any major injuries or anything? I mean, I I don't think you have since I've known you. Um, let's see. Johnny Dodson broke my nose when we were training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to do a practice in like body slams, just simple stuff. And I went to slam him, and he held onto the back of my head. Oh. And I don't know how this happened, but he pulled my head down, and it met the bottom of his foot. And so it was just like a car crash with my face, basically. What the hell? And, uh, <laughs> I remember uh, the the next day I was I was at home, and I walked in the living room with my my stepfather was sitting in his uh, recliner, and I said, does my nose look weird to you because it hurts like hell? And he goes, well, yeah, <laughs> it's pointing to the left. And I go, oh, great. So I, I go into the uh, the mirror in the bathroom, and I twist it, like, side to side, basically. And it popped once, and then it twisted it the other way, and it popped again. And I was experiencing a lot of pain in my, like, my upper teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that pain went away immediately. And so I walked back in there. I go, how's it look now? He goes, well, it looks like it did before you. It was pointed to the left. <laughs> I go, oh, great. So I don't have to go to the doctor now. So so. Back to normal. Great. <laughs> so I reset my nose on that one. But the only other thing I've had is a um, uh, bad injury, uh, separated shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mick Tierney hit me so freaking hard one night at the New Daisy that when I went to uh, go to my back, he spun me. And so I went kind of like in a, in a, I guess like a spiral, mm-hmm. and my shoulder just drove right into the mat. Oh. And to the point where he was using a uh, ankle lock submission for his finish, and he, he made me tap out. But as soon as I tapped out and got up, it was, I was more worried about my shoulder than anything. I think they said I pretty much just walked normally to the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, man, screw that ankle. My shoulder is gone. But yeah, um, it, it, that, was, that was the worst thing. I mean, I, I've separated both shoulders. That's the, the worst thing that's happened to me, thankfully. Yeah, that's uh... – pretty lucky actually <laughs> yeah you know because yeah. i mean you know there's all kinds of people with all kinds of injuries and you know even the even the most professional guys and you know get hurt worse than that most of the time so well it just takes a half an inch you know I mean, yeah that's right half an inch in the wrong way and you're done yep yeah ask chris adam <laughs> oh. yep <laughs> let me ask you this alan did you ever have a match um where you kind of came in and you were like holy crap i'm wrestling this guy do you ever have like a moment like that uh like scared or like just just like i can't believe i'm about to wrestle this guy um the first time i wrestled uh jerry lynn from ecw mm-hmm. oh wow uh, I was, I was like that. Sermo uh, booked this like major uh, event in Cookville, Tennessee, and he he had AJ Styles there, uh, Sonny Siaki was there, Jerry Lynn was there, Shark Boy was there. Uh, he booked all these guys to work with the local West Tennessee guys, such as you know I worked with Jerry Lynn. Um, I'm trying to think uh, who worked up. Uh, AJ Styles worked with Superman Jason Reed, who back then was, Jason Reed was a phenomenal athlete. He was a high school wrestler and just gifted. And it just, one of those things where apparently it just wasn't in the cards for him because he had all the potential in the world. It was it was crazy. Um, but, yeah, I worked with Jerry Lynn, and I just remember thinking, if I can keep up with him and not screw nothing up, then I'll be, you know, that's like, Okay, there's my bucket list. You know, that, that's a check that I can. That's because that, that's what that's what drives me now. I wanna. I like to get into the ring with established guys who everybody thinks highly of, and show these guys and the guys watching through the curtain that I can hang with these guys. And so I've worked. I've wrestled Jerry Lynn on several occasions before. You know, of course he's retired now. Mm-hmm. But that first time, man, it was like he didn't hold back. <laughs> you know, because I used to watch him and RVD go, you know, and I was like, God, I know I can't do that, but he and him went. I mean, it, it was it was really, really good. And uh, as a matter of fact, Sonny Siaki, after the match, was like, man, if you can keep up with Jerry Lynn, then you can, you know, you can make it in this in this business. Was, it, was that the match that gave you your uh, I'm here moment, you know, I've made it? <sighs> you know, I mean... Probably so. Uh, I mean, I've always just, I've always just, you know, kind of just strives to, to, to me, I wanted to be the best out there. I mean, which, you know, with the limited exposure as far as all the, the real traveling, you know, international and stuff like that, it's not feasible. But, you know, I knew regionally that I could step in the ring with anybody and have a great match with anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and nobody's worried about getting hurt. Nobody's worried about me going in there and botching up a bunch of stuff, you know, 
thankfully, I've kind of built a reputation for myself over the last 18 years. And people actually kind of look forward to me uh, as an opponent until I start hitting them with forearms. We were joking about that the other night at Wildfire. I was like, if it's one thing I've learned in seven years of working in the wrestling business is you never feed your back to Alan Steele. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but I just, just, it's like a... uh, I don't know. Like I'm at a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. And we are back. We're still talking to Alan Steele and. We were getting on about, uh, let's see, where were we? We were talking about just uh, all the local places, I guess, who we wrestled and everything and uh, wildfire wrestling and stuff and. Uh, you had a you had a really long mainstay with uh, TCW. Uh, you and uh, Barry Lindoff. Am I pronouncing yeah, that right? <laughs> yeah, um, man. I tell you, there's there's two there's two periods in my wrestling career that are right up there at the very top. Mm-hmm. And uh, my the stint at Power Pro because, and I think what it was was the camaraderie between the wrestlers and in the locker room. Mm-hmm. There and TCW, man, it was like a second family to me. It's one of those deals, you know how it is when you're when you're wrestling around. People will call, hey, will you come wrestle here? Hey, will you come wrestle? And you kind of you kind of move around, and you know. But mm-hmm. when you find that one spot, you know, like Power Pro, man, you couldn't. I could already have uh, like a booking somewhere, and a Power Pro called. I would call the guy. Go, Sorry, I have to cancel. It's Power Pro. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, that's how I got my tryout. Um, I was booked in um, Corinth, Mississippi for Rodney Grimes. And I remember uh, my phone rang and it was Derek. And I go, I was like, man, what's up? And he's like, I can't talk. Randy Hales is about to call your phone right now. Make sure you answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Or I said, Randy Hales is about to click. He hangs up on me. I go, oh, great. So, <laughs> um, the phone rings and I'm looking and it's an it's, uh, Arkansas uh, phone number. And I go, oh, Lord. All right. What do I say to him? Huh? Who knows? So I just answered, and he's like, Alan Steele, this is Randy Hales, blah, 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 blah. Um, we've got an opportunity, if you if you are available, to come down to the New Daisy uh, Friday night and wrestle uh, on our event down there. So, mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I'll be there. So cool. call Rodney Grimes go, look, I'm sorry, I can't make it. Yeah. I just got off the phone with Randy Hales, and uh, I've got an opportunity to go, uh, I think this may be a legit tryout. So, go down there and I get to wrestle Steve Bradley, which I don't know if you're very familiar with Steve Bradley or not. But um, I, I, I remember the name. Program, yeah, he it was when Kurt Angle was down here. Kurt, oh yeah, Big Terry and all those guys. Steve Bradley made Kurt Angle look like a jabroni. I mean, mm-hmm. Steve Bradley was ridiculous at, at how good he was. Never mind that he was self-trained, but he was the best. I had ever been in the ring with at that point. And so I go down there, have a match with him, cakewalk, I get invited to TV the next day, and uh, uh, go down there and do that. But that, I mean, Power Pro became so important to me that I would miss family functions. And I mean, 
uh, just everything, man. You know, if I had to call into work to go do something for them, and you know, oh, I'm sick, you know, then I'd jump in the car and be gone to go do whatever, whatever it was that they needed me to do. Yeah. Uh, but TCW was the same way. Uh, you know, that's Matt Riviera's baby. And, uh, and he, Matt, Matt and I have always gotten along. We met in, uh, I don't remember if it was in Ward or where it was at, but me and him, uh, I think it was Ward, we met and kind of hit it off right away. And he's, you know, Matt's always been good to me, vice versa. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's just that locker room, man, with Tim Storm and just, just all the guys, man. It was that that locker room was really cool because it was very diverse as far as we had guys from like Virginia, we had guys from Texas, uh, Mississippi, Tennessee. I mean, just all of them. Of course, then you bring in like a Titan who was coming out of either California or Florida. I mean, it was it was crazy and it was just so cool and it was one of those deals where it was a one-upsmanship. So it was like yeah. If John Saxon went out there, and you know John Saxon can tear the roof off of anybody, and he goes out there and he kills it, um, then that just that hypes me up. So I'm like, all right, let's roll. So I go out there and try to have the best match of the night on in a locker room situation like that, not so I can put shit in people's faces, but it motivates me. Yeah, you, know, you know, I mean, it's like I want to, I want to be not not to steal Dolph Ziggler stuff. I want to steal the show alive, you know. But yeah. Um, those and that's two. that's kind of the same mentality that uh, you know I was trained on and everything with Ken Wayne and all and everything, and you know you talk about you know getting into this, the locker rooms that you like and everything and that you know camaraderie and everything and you realize everybody's right. working for the same goal instead of just trying to be there for themselves, you know. Oh yeah, because you know there's a lot of that selfishness <laughs> out there. Oh yeah. But but those I mean those two locker rooms were like families. You know, I've been in a ton of locker rooms where it's like, oh, my God, I'm losing my match. Can I hurry up get paid and go home? But, <laughs> you know, those two, I'd sit there all night chit-chatting and stuff. Of course, I got my ear, you know, chewed off by my wife. And, You're the last one out every night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah, but, I'm, you know, this is my thing, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but, no, those two, are, those two are definitely my the highlights, really. And the other stuff I've done is great. But, I mean, I would take a regional thing like that any day over traveling 350 days a year for WWE. I mean, not knocking them, but Jesus, I mean, I mean, you know, you got to let people live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and TCW was a one shot for me when it was here at the convention center and everything, you know, right, right. I wish I'd been in there a little bit more and everything. And all the guys were nice to me, you know, that was a locker room. I wish I could have been a part of more, uh, right. you know, it just, it wasn't in the cards for whatever reason, you know, if, uh, you know, I think Matt kind of soured on Memphis after that, and just didn't want a reminder of anything <laughs> from Memphis. Well, you know, so he kind of exactly. he kind of quit signing us Memphis guys on after that. So, yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, he's even said it. There's few and far between in this area that he even he would be interested in, you know, booking for on these events. And you know, um, he always felt highly of me and Greg. And, I mean, there was a few guys, but you um, would. It's crazy the the laundry list of guys he had mm -hmm. wanting to come and and work for him. So oh yeah, he like, he got emails from all over the country, uh, people yeah. just wanting to you know try out even you know. Right. So I mean, he had his mainstays, so he would have to kind of rotate everybody else in, you know, and so to see who pick and choose the best ones and whatnot. And of course, you know, TCW is all reruns now, but uh, mm -hmm. it's still on the air. It's still in syndication. 
yeah, it's still in syndication. Saying, the one episode I'm on is somewhere out there. We get new likes on our genetic perfection page, and it's rare that Barry and I actually even get together much anymore. We we chit chat and you know text back and forth and stuff on the phone, but it's it's rare that we actually uh, work any events together. But, yeah, uh, you know, I didn't even factor that in to the fact that my Dangerous Dan Matthews page has had three times more likes in the last four months. You know, right. I didn't even factor that in, you know. I and that is that is a fact that TCW is in syndication. It is still out there. So Right. It's overseas and stuff. I mean it's crazy, man, how how big that got and, and I'm and I'm getting the craziest thing is like I'm getting likes from all over the country. I'm getting them from up in like Delaware and, you know, New Jersey <laughs> and New York and stuff like that. And I'm like, I've never been to those places. Where are these people getting me from, you know? Well, part of that may be yeah. this podcast too, Dan. It's a possibility too. <laughs> Who knows? Never know. Never not to know. toot our not to toot our own horn. Not to toot our right. own horn. Why yeah, not? We never do that. You don't know who else is. Yeah, that's but. right. <laughs> <laughs> I would be afraid to see who would be. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's see. What we've touched on TCW, we've touched on uh, a bunch of other things. Let's see here. Uh, How much do you get to watch um, the current WWE and NXT and all these uh, all these other big promotions, Alan? Um, I don't watch TNA at all. Um, That's understandable. I I, <laughs> I watch WWE on uh, Hulu because God knows. If I watch a three-hour wrestling show of what what they consider wrestling every week, uh, I'll just stop liking the business altogether. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I do. I tell you, I'm a I'm a major fan of NXT though. That's the that's the uh, style. Do you have the network? Are you watching it? Like, well, oh yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of a stupid question because you can only watch NXT on the network. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the um, the athletes they have. And NXT, it's like that's amazing. And I mean, I sure hope that they're throwing some money at Ring of Honor because they sure are raping them for every <laughs> top guy that they. Deny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I saw a report that um, WWE has got really pissed off because Kevin Steen has a figure that's going to be tied into Ring of Honor, and WWE's really pissed off about losing that money so they're going to be working to get more indie guys in quickly into NXT and get merchandise deals so that they don't have a situation like that again. Oh wow. Yeah. And there yeah. there was another report that I saw and I think I touched on this last week that uh, they're planning on trying to have three touring brands by 2016 or 2017 something like that. You know, I guess what they're going to the third one. I'm guessing SmackDown's going to split up from Raw again and be a, be a separate oh. brand or something but I don't know. But you know, it's just I mean, they're going to inundate everything. So. I get maybe they're trying to shut down independent wrestling. Who knows? <laughs> I think they should. Well, there's a bunch of them. I wish they would shut down. But I mean, yeah, they, they they should. Uh, in my opinion, not that they're ever listening to me, but um, I think that like they they could take NXT and that could be their competition. Now, I think Raw and SmackDown, you kind of got the same folks on them, you know, a lot. But NXT is so fresh and different that. It's it's a compet. It, it reminds me of actual like real wrestling, mm-hmm. where you know it's you watch Raw and SmackDown, you can close your eyes and kind of tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you watch NXT, it's you know it's kind of like, jeez, man, these guys are killing each other. And and of course, Dan's wrestling. He knows I, I'm, I'm pretty physical and I like all that stuff. But um, 
<clears throat> they're just very competitive, and it seems like they're going out there and they're trying to have the match of the night. And God knows that their uh, women's division put oh, the man. to shame. Yeah, and they oh. should shut down the divas division and yeah. uh, put NXT girls on there. Cause Agreed. Are, oh my God. Yeah, we've it's we've said that once or day. twice. Yeah, we, we talk about that about every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, well, one thing. I, I, oh, I don't go ahead. Be the dead horse, but I I don't personally, and I don't. I'm sure there's some women wrestlers out there listening to this. I've seen on the independent level a handful of women wrestlers who are decent and about 98% that it should, you know, go find something else to do. Um, Miss Natural is great. She's a good friend. I hope she's listening to this. Yeah, I love Heather. She's the shh. That's, that's an inside joke. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to tag her. I need, I need to tag her when I repost this, and I'll definitely make sure she sees it. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she's a good buddy of mine. Uh, but... Those two, man, I, I literally, and not because you're tagging, but I listened, uh, I watched those two wrestle one night, and I was sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, these these two women were wrestling like men. And yeah. it was great. And then uh, you turn around, and you have some of these women who go out there, and they moan and grunt. It sounds like they're filming a porno, and, and it's just... <laughs> God awful because it, everything looks like crap and there and there's no psychology which we know that's the most important part and it's it's uh, I just I miss women God I'm gonna get so like killed for this I miss women as valets no no I'm... more so than I do you know I think they were better in that role than of course than the hand the handful of the other ones uh, and most of these women could be valets or managers. Instead of trying to get in the ring and wrestle because they suck. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, but anyway, that's my. I, was, I really didn't want me to come out and say that, but I couldn't help it. Well, so. well and staying with that, I wish WWE or uh, would get back to having more managers and it valets just because it adds something else to the psychology of a match. You know, you have to worry about the outside factor. And a good heel manager, I mean, Bruno, Brandon Baxter. You know, it'd make all the difference in the world. Managers need to be back involved in wrestling. They did the thing with Vicky Guerrero for a while. That worked out. For she got she got good heat. Vicky was great at getting heat. Steph, Stephanie McMahon, I think she's probably one of the best people at getting heat. And technically, I don't know if you'd call her a manager, but she's sure close to it to me. But I mean, like back in the '80s and '90s, there was hardly anybody that didn't have a manager that came down to the ring with them. Yeah. But a lot of times it was because the guys that they were coming out with couldn't cut a promo. Exactly. Well, yeah. They could work their asses off, but they couldn't cut a promo. And they needed that mouthpiece. They needed Bruno. They needed whoever. You know. <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Yeah. <clears throat> Jimmy Hart. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I wish, I wish they would at least have, you know, one or two legit managers. And I think the Vicky Guerrero thing um, is comparative to um, when Stephanie was – I guess fighting against her dad and her annoying nasally voice, which (laughs) went down that same path. Um, They they both did well, but the longevity wasn't there, like a Bobby Heenan or you know uh, or Jimmy Hart or you know even Bruno. Uh, I mean, I I just some if somebody came out now and had a manager who knew what they were doing instead of just being like a piece of eye candy or, you know, something like that. 
it would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be so easy, you know, if they if they knew what they were doing and the guy they were with knew what they were doing, they would probably get booed out of the building, you know, nine times out of ten, in, in a good way. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. The way you want to be booed out of a building. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could you could make a serious run with it. I mean, I don't know. I just it, it's it's a lost art. It really is. And, but nobody wants to get in wrestling business to be a manager. Everybody wants to be a freaking uh, you know celebrity, and and everybody wants to be have their WrestleMania moments and all that jazz. And I mean, I don't know. I, I think the managing thing is is a, definitely a lost art. That, I think I think we on our level could could come back and make an impact. I think we live in an era and a society now in which somebody just flips a switch in their head and they go, "Well, I want to be a professional wrestler." You know? Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. And then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks later, you know, they're in the ring with somebody who hadn't done anything in the professional wrestling business, and you know, I'm, you know, and I'll raise my hand. I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, I have not done anything in the professional wrestling business. But you know what? I can train you to be a professional wrestler. And there's right. very few around here who can do that. You know. And say, you know, I don't know anything about it, but I can teach you. You know, I don't know anything about making money. I don't know anything about doing this, that, and the other. But I can teach you how to be a professional wrestler. So, right. But, you know, and you 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 ran the uh, steel mill up there in uh, Ripley for a while, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, uh, I had a couple students there. And I sold out Ripley with, them one, with one of your students one night, too. Absolutely. It was <laughs> He brought his old freaking church to see him. (laughs) (laughs) I think he bust uh, him in. (laughs) They they threatened a riot, which was pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I did my job. (laughs) But I had two students, and one of them had, I mean, I thought a buttload of potential. The the guy that you were with. Yeah, Dustin was awesome. Yeah, and it just seems like, well, I don't know, he had some personal issues and family issues come up, and it just kind of, you know, just shut the whole wrestling thing down. I ran into him at a movie theater here in Memphis like six or eight months ago, and he was going oh, to yeah. seminary school, wanted to be a preacher. Yeah, you know, that was that was the direction he was going in back in the day, and then he had, like I said, the personal thing. Um, but he was at that, uh, the benefit uh, that was in Covington recently that Rusty put on. Yeah. He, he wrestled on that. He wrestled, I think, the very first match of the night. On was he one. the Dirty Dustin that everybody was talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 3D or 3D Dirty Dustin. It was like I a triple know, threat match that lasted before. forever or something. Yeah, it was a triple threat match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that's the word I got back. It's like the triple threat match that nobody knew how to end. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of lingered. Yeah. But, I mean. Hey, you know, it was, it was, that was a heck of a night, man. It was it was a packed building. It was it was great. Yeah, know? I heard, I heard Rusty did did pretty well with that event and packed uh, it, packed the house it, out pretty good. They raised uh, they raised over six thousand dollars, I think, for the, uh, the uh, young kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't now, remember the poor guy's name. I'm so I feel like crap, but uh, yeah, they raised over six grand to help with his medical bills and stuff. So Some something really mania trip mania. That's trip, a, that's yeah, trip, yeah, trip yeah, mania. Yeah, mania. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know that's you know it's it's always awesome when we as professional wrestlers can get together and put on a show and somebody else can benefit from it as far as you know 
needing medical bills or help or anything like that and everything. And uh, you're going right. to be you're going to be at the Slamathon, aren't you? June twentieth. June twentieth, Slamathon. Uh, Dyersburg. Dyersburg, absolutely, man. I'm oh gosh, I'm stoked. You know, there's a match that comes along every blue moon that you get really hyped up about. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a, a triple threat match for my debut for NWA Mid South, and it's uh, myself versus Tim Storm, who him and I have a history through TCW and stuff. Awesome. Uh, versus Rob Conway in a triple threat oh, match for, no. the, uh, for the title. You're gonna love that. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, me and Tim Storm beat the living hell out of each other every time we wrestle, and I've been wanting to wrestle Rob Conway, uh, just because uh, you know I, I know him, but uh, but I never got in the ring with him. I've worked with Nick Dinsmore, and I know they used to run together a lot, and, and you know he went through uh, OVW, and of course he was on WWE and all that stuff. So that's one of those where I got to step my game up and, and show that I can hang again, you know. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Well, seeing you at Wildfire. And seeing how you've built your body up since the last time I saw you before that, um, and knowing how big Tim Storm is, and knowing how big and cut Rob Conway is, that's going to be some massive big boys in the ring. <laughs> that's going to be some big boys hanging out in the ring there and hammering each other. So uh, I'm, I'm, me and uh, Derek are talking about carpooling up there that night and. Uh, making a night out of it and uh right we'll uh we yeah, might come and see you i'm going down to uh before that there's an ashley mcclure uh memorial event in oh you're, you're doing the mcclure memorial event uh three yeah, i think it's called yeah, like ashley mcclure three or something mm-hmm. so I, i'm planning on i have to be on very early I, I requested the first match of the night at the uh, Ashland McClure thing because I know how those benefits go. Yeah. That thing might last about five hours. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I have to be on first. And uh, Where Where is the McClure Memorial? Uh, it's in Bahalia. It's in Bahalia, Mississippi? Okay. At the high school, yeah. Bahalia High School, I believe. Okay. Um, but uh, Jason, uh, the brain, is, is, is the mastermind behind this whole event. And like I said, I'm jumping in a car and heading to uh, Dyersburg and uh, either getting my butt kicked or kicking somebody's butt that night. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. That's uh, awesome. But, you know, the fun, as far as fundraisers and stuff go, um, the, uh, well, it was Marvel Elite Wrestling. Now it's Memphis Elite Wrestling. Okay. We just did one uh, this past Sunday at the Sands Club. Well, you, let's, well, hang on a minute. Let's start on your Thursday because I know that's oh, when God. your wrestling week really started. You start. You wrestled. You wrestled on um, uh, like five events last weekend, starting on Thursday. <laughs> it, was, it was. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't done a string of, of events back to back like that, and I don't know ever, but in quite some time. But yeah, Thursday, um, I went to Jackson, Tennessee, for the fortieth. Fortieth anniversary of Jerry Lawler's wrestling career. Now, how how and, uh, packed out was that? Because I, I saw Facebook pictures, but you know, it's always you know huge arenas, but you never can tell who's sitting closer to ringside in the huge arenas like that. So, right. Well, the deal is, you know, that's like a forty five hundred to five thousand seat arena, mm-hmm. and even though that there was probably close to two thousand people in there, yeah, you know, you still had a lot of empty seats. So, but the ones that were there were very. Uh, into it, and really 2,000 people. I mean, that's a lot. You know? That is a I'm lot, good. yeah. Uh, I wrestled uh, I wrestled Matt Boyce, who uh, 
I helped train when he, I don't know how many years he's been around now, 10 years ago at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> we went out there, had a good match. It was pretty cool. Uh, uh, there's a picture of me on the front page of the Jackson newspaper, you know, giving him a backbreaker. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, I made the headlines of the, uh, the Jerry Lawler uh, 40th, 40th anniversary. Yeah. I, uh, I made the headline, so I, I stole his spotlight for a second there. <laughs> Chase King, listening, don't throw a fireball at me or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> then uh, Friday, we uh, had the uh, Memphis Elite Wrestling mm-hmm. over there at uh, Watkins and 51. Uh, and me and Derek got into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like usual yeah <laughs> and, and uh so that that was a good one there um and then uh saturday i wrestled in Oklahoma, mississippi and wrestled eric wayne and him and i had a real competitive match mm-hmm. uh he uh he, he's got a messed up leg right now uh he, i don't know what he did to it but he's his right knee is kind of jacked up hmm and so, I mean, we, we went, but we didn't go like we could, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Sunday was the deal at, at Sam's Club. And I'm surprised that I could function come Monday because I thought I'd be in a coma, be so tired, but I was uh, I was actually okay. I was, <laughs> I was really surprised. But, um, yeah, it, it was a heck of a week, man. I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, I mean, I was just glad that they weren't all like, three hours in opposite directions you know yeah really so, <laughs> fortunately they, they were kind of planned out very well to, to where I, I wasn't a zombie come monday morning yeah because <laughs> so i was doing the bit for a little while i think i was doing union city on friday nights and then i'd go to uh selmer tennessee on uh saturday nights so that was you know two and a half hours up to union city two and a half hours back and then like the next day, I'm driving an hour and a half to Selmer and an hour and a half back, you know, and then a wrestling match in between each drive. And it's like, huh, right. how do these WWE guys do it? <laughs> I, don't, I swear I don't, man. I mean, I know that some of the guys making the big big bucks like Cena and those guys have, you know, their own buses and stuff. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Just, they just sleep. So, I mean, that, they have the advantage of not having to sit behind that steering wheel. But I tell you, I don't know how they do it, but I really don't know how – um, the guys back in the in the day, you know, like Ken and, and Dundee and, and Lawler and those guys, when they had the circuit, you know, uh, the loop around here, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know how they did it because they had to, they drove everywhere and they nobody had a bus. Yeah, they were they, they were all carpooling and putting masks yeah. on to make sure nobody realized they were riding together and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and keeping each other awake because, which I'm sure they had other supplements to help with that too. But I mean, it seems like. Uh, I'm surprised there weren't more deaths as far as car accidents and stuff back in those days. It just, right. it just befuddles me because I've heard some stories like people running off the road in snowstorms and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, good God, well, I wouldn't want that. Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to uh, the Paul Heyman Stone Cold podcast on the network? Uh, that's that's the other one I haven't caught. There, that's the um, I have not had a chance. And actually, my uh, my Wi-Fi connection got all jacked up. Uh, last week and I ended up going and bought a new router and all this stuff and then come to find out and this is not wrestling related at all. I'm talking about my technology. <laughs> <laughs> well two of us work in IT so it was, it was just in the in the line so I got to go take all that stuff back and get a nice fat refund and oh, yeah. uh so no the uh the Paul Heyman 
uh, and that uh, E60 thing. They're both on my list to watch. Yeah. I'm going to try to watch them. Uh, I come wrestling Saturday night. I yeah. try to watch them Sunday, probably. When uh, there's a just wait until you hear the funny story about road travel with Heyman traveling with the Samoan SWAT team and the Steiners and and uh, Sting traveling together. You'll you'll get it. You'll get a good laugh yeah, out of that. that listen to that in, uh, WCW, I guess. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I'm a, such a huge fan of Paul Heyman. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, like the last time, <clears throat> excuse me. The last, actually, Dan was there the last time we went down to the uh, oh god we're gonna bring that up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the five minute match will live forever in my memory i wasn't i wasn't gonna bring that up most god awful thing i've ever put on (laughs) it i was just uh gonna talk about how cool paul Heyman was yes yes he pulled me to the side and we chit-chatted and stuff after we go through the interview process and all that stuff and he's just so like down to earth and he's just he, he really wants to help the younger guys. It seems like, like I mean, of course you can't you can't find a better talker than him. Um, he, his, I don't know, it's just natural to him. His delivery is phenomenal, um, but he just really cares, you know. He and I don't know how much longer he'll do this stuff. He's been doing it for so long, but I'm sure he gets burnt out on some of the traveling. Which I mean, he probably is a strictly like a TV travel type, you know, uh, schedule, and, and he's probably not. You know, traveling to all the little house pop-up Yeah, he's shows. he's probably got the same schedule Bruno does. <laughs> yeah, Bruno and and uh, I think he's got a better schedule than Bruno is, is is Lawler. Jesus, he works what five days a month. Yeah, he he works the uh, SmackDown tapings now and the pay per views. SmackDown's and pay per views. But I tell you, guys. have you noticed this too? They're they're putting on a pay per view like every two weeks in the last two months. Yeah, my wife and I were talking about that. They're like, she's like, "There's another pay per view." I said, "Yeah, I think." And I, I could be wrong. I, so I thought this was the, uh, the free month for everybody or something. So they're trying to hook people, you know, to, to subscribe. But um, she said she thought it was last month. But um, yeah, it's been like the last sure. three months. Yeah, it's been it's been like the last two <laughs> or three months now. I mean, like they went from. From fast lane on, I think, didn't they? It sure feels yeah, like it. Just about. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like overkill, really. You know, I I, rem- I I like when they used to have pay-per-views like every three months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could really build up to them. Yeah, those were, awesome. you know, those were when they could, you know, build and stack and just, you know, build up all kinds yeah. of anticipation and stuff. So The policy on our show is to call everything except the big four Sunday Night Raws. That's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> Sunday Night Raw. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. so and and long. if you look at the way like the last three or four pay per views have finished, those are raw finishes that have been coming up. I mean, it's just you know, it's uh you know the screw finish or you know the this that and the other finish or you know just the, right. this finish stacked on top of that finish you know and no definite you know definitive decisions made you know. So because well, there's so many of them, there's there's not any blow offs. It's just another match. Yeah. You know, it's like, if we have a pay-per-view every two weeks, we sure as heck can't, you know, we can't build up nothing in two two episodes of Raw in between the two to really kill off an angle or, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, think, they're, I think they're their own worst enemy, to be honest. Well, uh, talking with Bruno, uh, none of them knew that they were actually going to have a pay-per-view in two weeks until it was announced. You know, oh, well, that's, that's the that's Elimination Chamber. Yeah, the I think uh, 
What was the one before Elimination Chamber? Oh gosh, that was Fast Lane or Payback, wasn't it? I think it was Payback. 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 Okay. Because yeah. I think Payback was announced right after. No, Payback was after WrestleMania. Payback was after WrestleMania. Or no, it was Extreme Rules. Was That's after right. WrestleMania. That's right. Okay, Extreme Rules was where well, they were at Extreme Rules, and then <laughs> it's only been three months, and we yeah, can't keep they count. They've only... had so many. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were sitting Bruno Bruno told me this he says we were sitting around a table and then all of a sudden they said in two weeks we're going to have this pay-per-view you know and he he was hearing Cole announce it on the pay-per-view you know right then and there for the next pay-per-view to happen in two weeks and everybody looked everybody sat up at the table and looked at one another and was like are they serious <laughs> <laughs> Like and then so they went they went scrambling checking dates and calendars and everything and they were like yeah they're dead serious they're having another pay per view in two weeks and now they've had ever since then they've have a pay per view pay per view every two weeks now so yeah it seems like overkill like to me big time overkill I mean if you if and I'm sure they don't want to go backwards at all what they think is you know because their their whole mindset isn't wrestling anyway you know their mindset is you know dollar signs and 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 you know signing deals with sponsors and stuff like that. They, the product itself is very minor. And mm-hmm. you've heard that, you know, out of people's mouths as, long, as well as I have, that the product is, is not the major focus of the, uh, the whole overall of SmackDown, of, of NXT, even, which NXT probably more so than the other two. But um, they're more concerned about getting their commercial breaks in on time and, yeah. you know, stuff like that than they are the quality of the matches in the ring. No, that was that was a part of our tryout speech, you know, that uh, oh, yeah, they the, were telling us was, this is not a wrestling company. No. You know, <laughs> and, they, and yeah, you know, even, even the guy that was telling us, it was like, you know, we've hired actors, bodybuilders, athletes, and everything, and then he goes, we've hired actors, he goes, We've hired some of the worst actors I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, but we've hired actors. <laughs> Sheldon Benjamin's yeah. mama. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, and it's funny because, you you know, going there, you actually get to hear the guys talk about, you know, what's actually going on inside the company. And, you know, you get a feel for the inside of the company, and it's like, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I had the opportunity, maybe if I didn't have two kids and a wife and, mortgage and stuff like that, you know, and I didn't have anything to live for. Sure, I'll come and stay on the road 364 days a year. And, <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. That, that the way they get that they have their industry set up now, their company set up, it's definitely for young, single people. It's not for, <laughs> you know, you and I who have families or, you know, especially mm-hmm. you, you have kids. You know, I have a wife and two dogs. That's, that's, my, that's my immediate family, but I mean, I wouldn't want to be gone that much from them. Yeah. Let alone if I had children, you know. So I mean, I, I like Cena. You know, he, he doesn't have any kids. You know, so he's out there and he's a robot, man. I don't know how that that guy functions on a daily basis. He's um, he's freaking Terminator but, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think he's got clones or something. It just he, <laughs> he he never looks like he's exhausted, and he's always on the go. And I mean, and that's what they expect. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if you want the spot, which if you go there, you're not. I mean, most of the guys aren't there just to be kind of a mid carder. They want to, they want to be in the the big storylines. They want to main event the pay per views or, or the Sunday Night Raw or whatever you want to call them. And I mean, 
they you know you want to be the guy when you get into this wrestling business because you didn't sit in front of the TV growing up wanting to be uh, Chris Frazier. Mm-hmm. You sat in front of the TV growing up. You wanted to be Jerry Lawler or Bill Dundee or Austin Idol or the Fabulous Ones or you know any of the the names that were in Memphis at the time or came through Memphis. You didn't want to be you know one of the Moondogs victims. TD Steele. You, know, you 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 wanted to be a star. And you want to be TD Steele? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wanted to bring up any of the Steels, by the way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was no relation. You, you do not know how elated um, I am to hear a TD Steele reference on this podcast, man. <laughs> that is amazing. Steele wrestles, by the way. I thought like, you throw that out there. TD Steele does. He still wrestles. He wrestled for uh, RSWF, I believe. Sweet when, Jesus. When, uh, <laughs> started. Oh, I hope he improved yeah. that win-loss record. Oh, man. I just hope he still wears the uh, hard hat. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah, the silver hard hat to the and, ring. And he had, like, the American flag singlet, too, I think. I, I, I remember he had the solid blue one with the yellow construction hat on. And yeah. And a lot of times he never even got to take that hat off. He he, he got hit before he ever re- reached for it. He, he got it knocked off. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's that's the thing with those those poor guys. That's why I think that's why they have injuries. Yeah. And I think because their schedule is so tough. And it's not that they have minor injuries either. It it it's a drastic injuries. Look at Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And you know, we're talking about a, a guy who's got more talent in his finger than most of their main guys have got in their whole body. Yeah. And this guy's looking at his career being over. But yeah, look, but look at how long he wrestled before right. he even got to the big dance. He wrestled for what, 15 years before he even got a chance on the main roster? Watch some of his old Ring of Honor stuff. This guy would murder himself to oh, know, yeah. be in that spot. And he, he earned it. There's no doubt about that. When he was in Memphis and I got to wrestle with him, he was super cool guy and i mean everything they say about him is true as far as no tv all he did all he did when he lived in memphis was read books and work out that's all he did mm-hmm. and um i mean he was the american dragon back then under a mask and everything right but mm. he was uh i don't know i just uh, i was so happy when i saw that he got there because he he, he just really he he deserved it, I thought. I mm. mean, he was willing to make those sacrifices. All of those guys that came from under uh, Shawn Michaels did, except for one. Uh, Shooter Schultz just kind of said, you know, screw this. He was making, he found a way to make a lot of money doing something else. I think he got into construction big time or something. I can't remember what he did, but he's like an engineer or something. But Is that uh, Shawn Schultz? No. Uh, this dude's name was Shooter Schultz. Shooter Schultz. He, uh, yeah. He was trained by Shawn Michaels with... Uh, with Brian Kendrick and, and uh, Brian Danielson and Lance Jade, Lance Cade, excuse me, Lance Jade helped train me, Lance Cade. Um, but I mean, all those guys came to Memphis at the same time. Yeah, and, and you're uh, talking. You're. <laughs> it's funny because like uh, I got to talk about you know you talk you talked about you know the match you know with Jerry Lynn and everything and that's kind of when you you know knew you could go with people and everything. Uh, right, right. Ken put me in the ring with Rudy Boy Gonzalez, who was the head trainer oh, at Shawn yeah, Michaels Wrestling School. And uh, that's when I was like, really? I'm wrestling him? 
<laughs> it was like, okay, I guess that's a stamp of approval from over here. All right, you know, because it was like nobody else was wrestling him, you know, and there was plenty of the other guys that he had faith in on the card that night. There was Nichols and Eric and, you know, everybody else on there. So, right, right. so I was like, wow, okay, all right, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, you know. So. Yeah, he was a lot bigger than I thought. That dude was, like, huge, man. Yeah. <laughs> big old boy. Yeah. And uh, you know, he called the whole match and everything. We 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 worked pretty good, so it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I think uh, I think we need to uh, cut on off there, Alan. I think we're going to go ahead because uh, uh, we want to save your stories for other uh, episodes and everything. We definitely want to have you back on, and I hope you've been having a good time with us. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I guess my. My downfall if I start talking about wrestling, I'll never show that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we're we're all in the same boat on that yeah, one. That's you know? why we started this. <laughs> yeah. that's a, We could sit here and talk for into the next day, you know. Uh, right, right. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, and we're definitely gonna have before, you call us back. And uh, before before we, you go, um, where can p- folks find you on Twitter? Man, to be honest with you. Uh, I've got a Twitter account, yeah. but I don't manage that thing at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I actually tagged you in a post in the other day, and I bet you didn't even see it, did you? No, I, <laughs> I, um, I, I actually like just took it off my phone and everything. Gotcha. I, I had it linked to my Alan Steele Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so everything I put on there is automatically on Twitter. Uh, but I, I just, I, I never could get the hang of Twitter, man. I'm lucky. To you and me both. Decent at Facebook, so what? I do Facebook. I don't do Instagram or any of that other jazz. I figure I've got time to do the Facebook thing, and I manage that one pretty well. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so where they, you know, uh, how can they find you on Facebook? Uh, it's just Alan Steele. And actually, there's probably a couple of them out there, but um, it's a actual fan page. The other one is like an Alan Steele personal page, which I forgot my, what my password was for that one. So, but the one... Uh, You'll see a lot of very current stuff on the uh, on the Allen Steele uh, fan page. Um, so I mean, that's the best way, you know, uh, to, to ever get in touch with me or anything like that, and inbox me, whatnot on there. Um, I mean, that, that that's about my only line of communication to the outside world. <laughs> cool deal, man. <laughs> well, we're uh... yeah, that's it. As far as I don't have Twitters and any kind of personal emails for wrestling stuff or nothing like that. So. Smart man. Just, uh, yeah, it, it keeps it a lot easier for me, that's for sure. There you go. Well, Alan, we're going to let you go, and we appreciate you, uh, you know, talking with us tonight, man. We talked a good long while, and uh, we will know, see you next week. We will see y'all uh, whenever we can schedule again, I guess, you know. Yeah, just let me know when. Uh, if, is it always on Thursday nights? We yep. always record on Thursday nights, yes, sir. Yeah, let me know. Uh, just let me know a couple days in advance, and I'll make sure I'm not uh, running around doing something. Okay. All right. All right, brother. All right. Thanks, Alan. All right, man. All right. Later. That was our interview with all that Alan Steele. And thank him for coming up on the show. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts, S C H R O E P N U T S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. At WolfMike23. And I, wanna... I actually tweeted something today. You know what? Uh, I, I, got... read, I retweeted uh, Dusty Rhodes' death. Yeah. I got That's the first thing I've retweeted in <laughs> I got years. In of... <laughs> <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble on Twitter last night. Ew. But I, I, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got in a little beef yeah, with CM got, Punk. You, I tell you, you what, cut. though. <laughs> CM Punk, for as long as he's been on wrestling, still has a lot of fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> I found that out. Yep. So...
<laughs> well, that's a story smarks. for a different end. What's what's hilarious is CM Punk's fans are a bunch of smarks, and CM Punk hates smarks. Oh yeah. Well, hates smarks. You know, it's funny they're going to bat for a guy that really could care less about them. Yes. And whatever. That's a whole other story for yeah. another day. We'll Thank uh, you for downloading, folks. Be, be sure you follow us on the CM Punk episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I still have my CM Punk t-shirt. But yeah. um, be sure you follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Um, Sorry. Go to iTunes. Pull up our uh, podcast and leave us a five-star review. Say a couple of nice comments. You can even put some things we need to work on. Other than that, thank you. We hope you have a great week. We will talk to you next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.